0: Okay, so this is going to be the fourth and final. Now, we said the third was going to be the final. Uh, I feel like I'm making a Marvel (laughs) movie here where, you know, you you create Endgame and then you still uh, like it just always go. I'm already on a tangent. I didn't even get through the introduction. I'm on a tangent, but I get so annoyed with uh, movies that like never end because at some point Rocky. Yeah. So, so at some point you, you just, you can only bring people back from the dead so many <laughs> times before you're like, he died, give it two movies and he'll be back, you know, like Pirates of the Caribbean, Marvel, Rocky. He's probably Rocky. They're going to bring Rocky back from the dead and it'll be like Rocky, the ghost fighter. You know, it'll be. It'll be <laughs> so that's, that's a big tangent. <laughs> Part four of our financial series. Um, so we started it off. We talked about credit, and then we moved into the uh, uh, the debt side, and then we talked about the equity side. And we were going to wrap it up with equity. And, and I think it kind of came out that we needed to package this all together. And and so today we're we're gonna we're gonna package this all together, and we're gonna we're gonna make it nice and nice and tight and clean. Uh, So that that is our goal. Uh, We're calling it financial strategy. And really, I think financial strategy is kind of a bold statement, because there's a lot of strategy that we will not be covering in this uh, quick training. Uh, Really, this is, uh, I think, an opportunity for us to just Just put it all together and say, look, if you want to understand how, you know, your credit, your debt, your equity, all kind of balance in, uh, I think we'll talk a little bit about uh, the cash flow side, uh, but we're not going to go into like ratio analysis or maybe how to, you know, uh, strategically position yourself or, you know, hedging or float forecasting, you know, all all those things. uh, that would get a little bit big. So, so this is just going to be maybe financial overview, but that's not a good tagline to suck you in. So we're going to go with financial strategy as a tagline, but this is going to be a nice overview.
1: Well, and I like the financial strategy because we want to understand if I'm, because we started this as a way to understand getting financial loans or yeah. how to, how to finance growth is really what it is. We right. started as how to financial growth. So we want to understand if we're going to do a strategy what is the right mix for my company when it comes to equity, debt, um, et cetera, so that I package it so that it allows my business to grow and is not a hindrance? So I, I like the idea behind the financial strategy piece of it, so that we're looking at the big picture of what we're really trying to accomplish with growing our business instead of just um, taking money that eventually may or may not hurt our company if it's done wrong.
0: Yeah. And so- with that, I'd like to step into something that was mentioned in the last um, in, in part three that I really think is an important financial concept as a foundational concept, and that is understanding assets. So you've got short-term assets and you've got long-term assets. If you're speaking from kind of an accounting perspective and long-term basically means that, you know, over a year. So, you know, if you've got a building equipment, uh, land, those kinds of things, uh, your short-term is going to be your cash, your receivables, and your inventory, broadly speaking. Okay. We're not really going to cover your intangible assets here because I want to look at a concept and that is, when you're looking at growing your company, one of the things that I think is an oversight that too many businesses make is they only look at sales growth. And they think that sales is how to grow a company. And I would really like to look at, you know, your optimal assets and really target where do you want to see your assets in your company be? Um, You know, like, if you start to pick up a lot of long-term assets, you start to pick up a lot of you know, buildings or equipment or things of that nature, that's expensive. That's very expensive stuff. And so uh, personally, I think that it's smart to say, okay, when, when dealing with long-term assets, how successful can I be with the most efficient mix of assets? So growing for the sake of growing, acquiring stuff, Uh, to me is a very inefficient way of doing it, makes you less competitive. But on the short-term side of things, Uh, you know, looking at, you know, growing your cash position, by all means, yeah, grow your cash position, make sure that you have additional cash coming into the business or that you're holding on to additional cash. And and so not all asset growth is the same, but we are going to use debt and equity to grow the assets. That's how the balance sheet works is whatever is on the debt and equity side is balanced with whatever's on the asset side.
1: I like that you talk about the balance sheet. And I want to maybe explain and go more in depth into that for just a second is that from an accounting perspective in the theory, we always talk about T accounts. And on the T account, it means that whatever we do on one side, it has to balance on the other side. Mm -hmm. And too often we forget about that accounting principle when we talk about managerial accounting or financial analysis, that what we do has to balance. There is an effect on the other side. If we're going to invest heavily in assets, well, what is the outcome of investing in that asset doing? Well, okay, wait a minute. It's going to take some cash. Okay, so we're going to lose some cash. But in theory, we hope to get it back in sales in the future to do that. But another offset of that is as we balance this out, is that equipment is going to have some wear and tear. We're going to have to replace it again or replace parts. So we better be setting aside some cash to do that. So when I talk about the principle of the T, you know, the T account, or we're going to balance, please keep that in mind. As you, as you think about the growth of your company and as we're investing in, we need to balance it everywhere that we go, that when one decision does have effects in other parts of our business. And if we're not taking the time to consider those, it's going to take our, and make our business out of balance and hurt us.
0: Yeah. And, and I think that that's a really, uh, I actually appreciate that you kind of brought that in into you know kind of some plain language. Uh, because when I'm looking at a financial strategy, I really am looking at the balance. I, mm-hmm. I think one of the worst mistakes you can make is to have a sales goal that isn't balanced. Like if you're going to do a sales goal, I, I think sales goals are, are very intelligent to do, but if you're going to do a sales goal, then tell me what the impact that's going to have on your business. You know, what's going to happen to your inventory? Is inventory going to also increase? Well, likely it will. Are receivables going to increase? Likely. And so, you know, if I'm going to, say, grow sales by 30%, well, what's that going to do to all of my inventory and receivables? And if I haven't taken the time to do that simple calculation, then... I really don't have a sales goal. I I have some wishful thinking. I'm I'm kind of just, you know, you ask every little kid what do you want to be when you grow up and they're like I want to be an astronaut, I want to be a fireman, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like Do they ever, you know, do you sit down and say, well, if you want to be an astronaut, you actually should, you know, plan on taking calculus by the time you're in high school. No, we just say, hey, Johnny, you live your dreams and none of them become astronauts. You know, like there's nothing bad with wishing and, you know, having kind of that youthful optimism, but that's not how you run a business. If you're going to run a business, just do the full balanced calculation and see the, you know, the unintended consequences of some of these goals and make sure that you're okay with that. And, you know, if you are okay with that, move forward. If you're not change the sales goal, change the strategy, change the plan.
1: Yeah. Re- restructure the loan and the purchase. Cause that, that is your analogy. The sales is so critical because that's what companies generally look at. I need to increase sales. I need to increase sales, but they never take the, the time to understand what it actually really is going to take to increase those sales and what it might actually do to us. Because when we increase sales, it takes a huge amount of cash to increase those sales because we have to reinvest that cash back into inventory. We have to reinvest it back into labor. And once the cash is gone, we don't get it back. So if, if that throws us out of balance, then a 30% sales strategy is not appropriate for our business. Maybe a 10% is more appropriate because it, it keeps us healthy and, um, as a business, so that we're financially strong mm-hmm. and moving forward into the future as we grow. And then and now, as we look at that and we say, okay, now looking at our uh, possibilities for debt or equity to help us grow, how does that balance us out? Well, okay, if I'm if I'm going to do that, some growth, maybe we're going to take on a little bit of debt because it frees up my cash to do some of this stuff. So all of a sudden, I don't get to the back of the year and can't figure out why I don't have cash. My sales are up, but I don't have cash to make a payroll. What just happened? Well, we know what happened, but if you don't understand how those balance out, then when we make a decision on one side of this uh, equation, it has to balance on the other. It takes something of equal value to make that uh, balance out that, that you're in trouble.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm going to bring this back into some of the stuff that we've covered in parts one, two, and three. And if you haven't had a chance to check those out uh probably should check those out first and then get to part four, but uh, I, I want to I talk a little bit about the relationship, you know, debt to equity. Um, so again, we're talking about this balance sheet. And when when you're balancing things out, you've got to understand what is on the other side of that debt, what is on the other side of that equity, and all too often i see people you know we talked about the sales strategy and we're going to talk about uh, i want to talk about cash flow strategy here in just a second that's kind of what i'm building up to uh, but I, I i wish that more entrepreneurs more business uh, owners would look at debt and instead of just looking and seeing if they can swing the payments that's that's the mentality that too many that's right. you know too too many business owners have is they just want to know if if they can make those monthly payments, I'm like, oh, oh, that is such a, a myopic, short-sighted way of looking at things. You want to look and say, okay, what is that debt getting you in your company? What, what, you know, what, what, what's, the, what's the whole package that that's happening? I had an interesting thing. So, um, <clears throat> we just got an analysis done on our home for solar panels and Ooh. the uh you know so this lady came and she well so what ended up happening is uh, one of our neighbors actually requested an appointment they came to the wrong house they stopped by i don't know if this was on purpose yeah, or it was
1: planned I, totally it, planned it
0: felt a little contrived but whatever we're we're you know i'll take it at face value Would so it's been interesting still though you know, so my wife, she's been wanting to do solar panels. She's like, "Oh, I'm super, super excited." Well, one of the requirements to you know get the sales presentation is that both me and my wife had to be present. Wow. I'm like, mm, "Okay, yeah. fine, whatever." I'm like, "I'll take some information." You know, I'm curious to see where the technology on solar panels has, You know, has evolved to. So they come and they sit down and they're showing me the numbers of you know this is how much money you're spending with utility and this is you know, this is everything that you're, that you're getting. And at the end, you know, my wife, she's just like, oh my gosh, like we could spend the same amount of money, but it would be a locked in price for the rest of our lives. Cause we would own it. And I'm like, slow down. Let's actually look at all of those other issues that are happening. I'm like, you just picked up in, in this instance, it was a 25 year debt. Uh, and so, you know, we would be paying on those solar panels for 25 years Ouch! and, and I'm like, okay, what, what just happened when you locked yourself into a 25 year debt? What are all the risk factors that, you know, that could happen within 25 years? And I'm like, what if you, what if you sell the house, the home? And she's like, well, then it just raises your equity, and I'm like, mm, in a hot market, it could raise your equity. But if it doesn't, you know, if you're upside down in your house for whatever reason, and now you've got additional debt that you stacked on top of that, it, it's a real thing. And so, you know, bringing it back in, when you're getting debt, don't just look at the payments. Look at, you know, what, what are the what what is the term? What's going to happen in your business? If you do a 10-year note, man, a lot is going to change in 10 years. Is your business going to be around in 10 years? And I don't mean to be so negative, but a lot of businesses, you know, they don't last that long. And so they're they're financing something for 20 years and you know, they don't have more than a 3-year track record. It's, you know, like they're there are a lot of things that you need to be looking at um, other than just the payments. And the same thing on the equity. Do you really want to partner up with someone? Because equity is ownership. You know, do you really want them to be part of your company and have ownership in your company? Is, is that the, you know, the route that you want? Is that a good strategic decision outside of the money? Is that a good strategic decision? And so. You know, I'd like to bring it back in and just say, think about all of the the other things that, that could happen. And the one specific that I'm going to bring it back into right now is we talked about the sales growth, but I want to talk about a cash strategy. And so, you know, Ethan, I'll, I'll let you kind of jump in on some of this and, you know, share your thoughts of, you know, that debt equity balance, the cash strategy, you know, how do you put that all together? How do, you, how do you make that look good in a company beyond just can I make my monthly payments?
1: Well, so many people are afraid of debt, but yet when you look at a lot of Fortune 500 companies, they use debt very, very effectively in their organizations. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them you know, are a 60-40 split or you know, 60% debt, 40% equity sure. or cash that they're using because uh, that allows them to have the optimal uh, growth pattern for what they're trying can, to do.
0: Can, can I just interject real quick? and Just state, going down the wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. You're spot on, but I just want to make a clarification. Uh, you just brought up 60-40. That's a rule of thumb. Every industry is different. Correct. So I, Correct. I just don't want people to think, okay, I'm going for that 60-40 balance that they recommend. We're not recommending 60-40. I just... No, that, that's sorry. I'm jumping in there. No,
1: that's exactly right. That we want to look at the mix that's correct for your organization based off of cash flow, which is so that's where I was trying to go with it is that when we understand our cash flow, then we understand what that mix should be for us because we understand how fast our cash is turning. I know we're not going to go into ratios, even though I'm going to kind of touch on it. We understand some of those. Turn Are you rates. hinting at episode five? Not going to happen. Stop. <laughs> um, maybe we do need to have an episode. Bye. <laughs> because ratios help us understand. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, they do. You know what I mean? I. Um, but ratios, uh, you really, you know, you've got to be highly invested in your company. I, I don't think you do. I think anyone who's running a business should understand a few basic ratios uh, to help do it. I mean, we, we worked with a company a long time ago, just looking at inventory turnover on one simple product and they changed their whole product line because uh, the one that that had, I mean, higher sales had the lowest profit and one that had lower sales had greater profit, but it was easier to manage. So by changing it, uh, it freed up a lot of their management style and their cash and they actually now make more money. Yeah. By understanding the cash flow of a single product, when there was hundreds within their product line, so, so, yeah, cash flow is super important. Um, and I, I guess you know, going back but, to you, but, is- but, but I
0: want to ask the question to you, not just cash flow. Um, and I'd like to take a little bit of an angle on purpose here because everyone, you know, cash is king. I've got cash flow. They look at cash as a way to cover their bills. I'd like to touch on a cash strategy and that's where you were going with like that debt equity balance. And that's where I actually wanted you to go before I cut you off and told you don't go there. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I'd like to, I'd I'd like to talk more about this cash strategy. Like what are some strategic decisions beyond just making sure I have enough cash flow to make payroll? Well,
1: I'm going to look at the bigger picture of my organization where I want it to be in three years, five years, and uh, I mean, you can go out ten. I argue nowadays the economy is changing so fast that you should have a one, three, and a five, and maybe some long-term goals. But
0: you, I, I like long-term visions.
1: Yeah. Okay. That I would agree with that. That you know, maybe expansions into other areas depending on what the economies are doing, things like that. But so on that one, three, five year as we're looking at, I I want to understand and I want to have mile posts in place to, that I'm going to say, okay, look, if if we want sales to increase by 30%, going back to the or kind of the original analogy that you used, mm-hmm. what is it going to take to do that? How many more employees do I need? Uh, do I need a bigger facility? What What is it going to tax on my equipment, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now that I have those, some of those variables laid out, I'm going to say, okay, this is what it's going to eat up in cash to do this one. And based off of my profits, based off of those sales, this is what it's going to generate. What is that gap? And is it going to put me below for me, is it going to put me below a threshold of having a six month reserve of cash sitting in the bank? If it is
0: okay, I need to, I need to now consider debt to help fill that gap. And, and that's what I was looking for. Um, Cause I, and, and I really wanted you to run with it because I know you do an excellent job when you when you you know consult with businesses of looking at that full picture and, and maybe maybe in your mind you don't even look at it as a cash strategy but to me it 100% is a cash strategy as you're saying okay what do I have to do for my employees what do I have to do for my inventory you know if I'm going to try and hit a sales goal what is that going to you know how much pressure is that going to put on my cash but then, you know, you followed it up with the perfect question of, does that give me the cash reserve that I want, you know, to, in this case, you were, you know, scenario, you're given a hypothetical six-month cash cushion. And if I don't have that, am I leveraging debt or it could be equity Correct. to fill in that cash cushion? And so that's that's what I want people to be thinking about with cash flow is to say, you know what? It's not just can I make payroll. It's saying what are my cash needs, what are my cash sources, and and putting that into the growth plan. Not just looking at oh we can do it because we have vision and we've got a mission statement and we're all excited. And, you know, I'm like mm, nah, that's that's pretty weak and arbitrary.
1: Well, and the crutch of it is is that it takes cash to grow. Yes. And if you don't understand that cash flow in relationship to what we've talked about in our previous episodes or sessions, what do you call them?
0: Uh, Part one, part two, part three.
1: (laughs) Jaws one, two, and three. Okay. (laughs) So as you listen to previous, tying that cash um, back in so that, because I mean, some, we We even forget about simple things about accounts receivable, depending on the industry that we're in and who we're dealing with. If I have an accounts receivable or they're not coming in for 60 to 90 days, man, that's a huge game changer as well Mm -hmm. you know, what we're doing as well. So uh, as you look back and trying to tie it, wrap it all together is that the, the cash flow, um, in many ways, that's why it's called the king, because it takes cash to grow. And when you get on the backside of that selling season, if you're short on cash, you don't grow anymore.
0: And and I I think you know you're hitting on this, but I really want to emphasize uh, a couple things here. You have to have cash to grow, and your cash requirements will increase as you grow. So you, you can't just, you know, if if you needed let's say $20,000 in the bank to grow. And now you've grown, you're going to now need $25,000 or 50,000 or a million, or, you know, I mean, as you grow your, your cash requirements also grow with you. And I see that mistake happen a lot where people ignore the fact, you know, to them personally, they're like, wow, a hundred thousand dollars is so much money. Well, yeah, to you personally, if you had a $100,000 sitting in your bank account, that would seem like a lot of money. But to your business that's growing, that $100,000 really is not enough. You need now $200,000 because you have grown. You have to have cash to grow. You do not have to have sales to grow. You can grow with sales, but you can also grow without increasing sales. And that's uh, a subtlety that a lot of businesses don't understand is that cash is required to grow sales is a common option for growth but not the only not the only option for growth and so with that i'm going to cheat i'm going to go back on um, what i i'm lying i lied to you earlier <laughs> i am now I, i'm apologizing for my lie We are gonna do a bonus portion. (laughs) I'm not gonna do five. That one was honest. I am not gonna do five, but we're gonna do a bonus portion. And let's just let's just wrap this up with maybe a quick five minute talk about financial ratios. Uh, Because I know you're chomping at the bit here. And when I make a comment like you do not have to have sales to grow, uh, the only way you're fully gonna understand that is if you start looking at the ratios. Because if you don't look at the ratios, that will never make sense to you. So. Can, can we do can we do a little segment? Like, can we wrap this up with, with some ratio discussion? Well, I was going to wrap it up with this thought. I'm going to let you do the ratios. So okay. here's
1: my final thought. And then you wrap it up with your thought on ratios. My final thought is, is a reminder that sales and cash have an inverse relationship. Mm-hmm. And you cannot forget that. So when you were thinking about growth and we're going to have lots of sales, it's going to eat a ton of cash, which is going to put a short on cash. That's why there's an inverse. So as we think about growing. And we know there's an inverse relationship. That's why we're going back and we're understanding our credit. We're understanding our debt. We're understanding our equity so that we manage the cash that we need for that growth. So that's my final thought.
0: Uh, Good, good, good thought. Okay. So on ratios, I'm going to use a simple analogy and I'm going to more talk conceptually about what ratios are. Uh, I'm not going to go into a lot of specific ratios. We have some episodes that we've done on ratios. So if you want to jump back and uh, we've covered some of the more popular. Maybe we'll do a follow-up here in the near future with some additional ratio uh, ratio analysis episodes. But uh, when you're trying to get healthy, most people, what's, what's the number one thing that everyone measures when they're trying to get healthy? I'm asking you.
1: Oh, you're asking I me? Mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't leave me hanging. What here. if I'm I give a wrong you. answer? Uh, I'm going to say cells. Uh, actually it's profit is what they should be measuring. You did give a wrong answer. I'm talking about physically healthy. Oh, physically goes to the gym. (laughs) I'm glad to see that. We're so not even talking about the same thing over here. (laughs) That's hilarious. If someone goes to the gym, what are they always looking at? Um, how big their muscles are. (laughs) (laughs) And that concludes this. Wait, they're always. Oh, yeah, wait, the, that's what I meant. Oh, man, that's what I meant. Maybe that wasn't as, uh, as beautiful no, as now. In my mind, it was like
1: perfect. And it made. was actually, I just, uh, I'm still stuck on cash.
0: <laughs> okay, cash. <laughs> Not big anatomy. <laughs> so, everyone wants to measure how much they weigh and weight whereas weight is definitely a measurement it's a really crappy measurement of how healthy you are that is true and so i look at the same thing with your business sales is a measurement but it's really a crappy measurement of how healthy you are now weight relative to other aspects all of a sudden becomes a great measurement so If I, you know, if if I start going to the gym and let's say that I'm measuring my endurance and my weight loss, then I've got one that's showing that, you know, if endurance is going up and weight is going down, generally speaking, I'm getting healthier. But if I only look at weight loss, I mean, you can die from weight loss. Like if, if weight just goes down, there's a lot of unhealthy diets out there. And and so if I only look at weight loss, then all of a sudden, you know, is my energy levels, are they dropping too? Because I'm not eating enough calories. That's a common one. You know, uh, do I start to uh, lose, you know, like skin health and hair health? And, (laughs) you know, so like, there are so many things that you can look at that weight by itself is not going to tell you but if i can measure weight with like endurance or weight with my ability to lift weight you know so if my strength is going up and my weight is going down that ratio is an indication of my performance same thing in business so a ratio is nothing more than looking at two things together And it really works well when you take one that kind of goes up and the other that you want to go down and try and make both of them work. And so, for example, I might want to look at the ratio of my sales going up, but I want to do it with fewer assets. I want to be more efficient with how I make my sales go up because I can make my sales go up like I could overbuy on inventory, liquidate all of it. My sales would go through the roof, but my assets would also go through the roof. So if I can get sales to go up and assets to go down or relative go down, that's a sales to asset ratio. And it's a great indication of your growth. And so, you know, you're better off looking at the combination of, you know, two items than looking at any one item, even at cash flow. You know, I look at, uh, you know, I look at cash flow and I say, okay, what is my cash doing relative to other things? What's my cash doing relative to uh, my AR? If you know if, if my, my cash flow is, is going up, but my AR is also going up, eh, that might be a little bit of a concern, or maybe it's not, depending on you know, the strategy you have in place. But at least I understand the relationship there. Or if I've got a ton of cash, but that's just because I got a debt, You know, like, does that really mean that, hey, we're just a cash generating machine or does that mean that we went and financed our way into a bunch of cash flow? And so ratios are saying, look, look at two items at a time. And honestly, you can use a lot of common sense. There are some ratios that I think are better than others, but you can use a lot of common sense and just, you know, grab ratio analysis based on common sense and say, hmm, I'm curious what my sales are doing relative to my profits. And boom, you now have a profit margin. That that's all that is. Is I, I'm just curious, how much of my sales do I get to keep in profit? And and that's a profit margin. You know, so anytime you're measuring two things, it's it's going to give you a better a better strategy in your finances.
1: That was a great little
0: summary of ratios. I'm impressed. Oh, thanks. Yeah. After we got through that, rock, you know, rough rocky start, <laughs> we figured out <laughs> what you were talking about. <laughs> So with oh that, I I think, are we okay to definitively end this series? No, we're good to end. So thanks so much. We hope you guys enjoyed uh, the, the, this training series. If there are other topics that you would like us to cover in, in kind of a series format, just let us know. You can connect ryan at marketingmanagementmoney.com. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everyone.